I think it's a great way how you know an individual can change the entire organization. An individual can change an entire country. An individual can change you know wherever he's working on by the way he thinks. I was reading an article recently on the success story of Elon Musk, who is the CEO of Tesla Motors. And what makes Elon Musk so incredibly good at everything he tries? So his former college roommate and first wife have provided a possible answer to that. They, he said the Tesla founder brings incredible focus and intensity to the things that interest him. And he uses that same focus and intensity to go after the things he wants. But what exactly makes him so powerfully successful that he was able to basically create the whole electric vehicle industry from scratch and seems to be on the track uh, for the straight out of science fiction goal of colonizing Mars, which obviously had a lot of social media likes mm -hmm. and not to mention actually doing something about Southern California traffic by creating those tunnels. Now, my question here is to you, Amit sir, how can we take lessons from his story and apply in our lives, as some people might ask? Or do you think that everyone should be creating their own story and as in how they move forward, they should learn from their own stories and apply that transformative thinking approach, which we are talking about here? Well, I, I, I've read like you have read and perhaps less than you about Elon Musk and um, I, I do wish him all success and uh, very strong example of, uh, uh, of, of a businessman who's um, uh, following uh, as you say, that you know, who immerses himself in what he does and 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 and, and just does it, and, and all kinds of extraordinary ideas. But, but let me say that in transformative thinking, there are three critical components, uh, which now go over and above what I was saying earlier. The first of these is passion. You know, and um, uh, passion is very important, um, and I, I never tire of sharing an example. Uh, which I've done many times with, with many people, but it's always struck me as a very powerful example. Uh, you know, the painter, the Dutch painter, Vincent van Gogh, um, spent many years as a carpenter. And uh, because his brother Theo, who loved him very dearly, uh, recognized and knew that, that uh, van Gogh had a mental illness problem and that Theo felt that, you know, Theo was not going to live, uh, you know, till eternity. And that Van Gogh needed, needed to, uh, to do something in order to survive, put food on the plate, uh, so to speak, a place to stay. And so he thought that, you know, it'd be a great idea if, uh, if Van Gogh could learn a skill. And uh, so he taught him carpentry. And so for many years, Van Gogh was a carpenter. And um, he then found that uh, during his spare time, he would be sketching. And um, then went up to his brother, Theo, and said, I don't want to do carpentry. I want to become a painter. And, and Theo, who loved his brother very dearly, said that, painter, uh, how will you put food on your plate? And Van Gogh said, it's what I really, really want to do. Um, 
I'd say that it's a great thing that Van Gogh isn't a carpenter. Uh, he might have produced a very good chair or a, a book cabinet. And I dare say the world would have been impoverished because his paintings today um, still are among the most outstanding one has ever seen. And uh, he himself died a pauper. But, um, and as you, as you know, I mean, he did have a mental illness. He committed suicide. But there was a painting that he did of the sunflowers, which is among the most iconic paintings um, studied by many students of painting, uh, even students of psychology, uh, because the brush strokes of, of Van Gogh, uh, it is now being argued by students of abnormal psychology as uh, a discipline that they reflect schizophrenia. And uh, he completed this painting and wrote a letter to Theo and said that uh, I'm very happy with this painting and I will now have something to eat and then I'm going to go and sleep. And Theo said, what do you mean something to eat and then go and sleep? Haven't you eaten and slept uh, these past few nights? And Van Gogh said, I haven't had anything to eat and I haven't slept for five days. For five days and nights, all I did was paint. And I could think of nothing but this painting. That is passion. That is passion. You know, the, in, in Christian philosophy and even in Hindu philosophy and in Oriental philosophy, it's called immersion. And when you completely immerse yourself in what you're doing, neither day nor night, neither sleep nor food or thirst or hunger, none of this bothers you. You're just totally, totally involved in what you're doing. That is passion. You know, the, the famous Stan Lee, you know, who created the character of Spider-Man, uh, once famously said that if you have an idea that you dearly love, don't let some idiot take it away from you. And, you know, when I talked about socialization, it was really to be able to say that other people decide what we ought to be doing and how we ought to live our life. I mean, in India, it's pretty common that your parents will tell you, I think you should study commerce uh, because you can then become a chartered accountant. And Professor Alan Watts, who was a, a Zen Buddhist scholar, he once did an experiment with his students and he asked them to write down on a piece of paper uh, what they wanted to do in life. And uh, they all scribbled over their chartered accountant and lawyer and, uh, I don't know, civil engineer and you know, banker. And uh, uh, he then told them, uh, I want you to write down what you want to do in life. And those same students wrote things like poet and painter and storyteller. And, uh, you know, it was so extraordinarily different because that's where their heart lay. You know, if you, if you follow where your heart lies, not what other people tell you to do, it's passion. Because you will then go right and deep into it. If you, if you want to be someone who deals with eye cancer, your studying uh, business management might help you run a hospital, but 
we we could possibly lose an eye cancer specialist. It's what you want to do that is very, very important. That's called passion. There is a second element to transformative thinking. It's called dispassion. Dispassion uh, is really doing what you're having to do or what you've decided to do without thinking about the end result that could be achieved. You know, when Sachin Tendulkar or Don Badman um, went onto the cricketing field and took their stance, they didn't face the first ball and tell themselves that I'm going to score a century. I mean, Tendulkar has the same statement, doesn't he? When he says that when I look at the ball coming towards me, I face every ball with respect. I face every ball with respect that it deserves. And if the respect that it deserves is one to hook it, or to straight drive it, or to block it, or to cut it, um, or to sweep it. That's what I do. You face every ball with respect. And, and, and that, is, that is critical, because you're not focused on the outcome. Uh, you know, in, in, in the Mahabharata, and, and in, in the Bhagavad Gita, for example, the great um, Song of God, as it is called, when Krishna and Arjuna are talking, and, and, and the, the essence of Eastern philosophy is captured in that, where Krishna tells Arjuna to fight the battle without thinking of the outcome of the battle. I mean, you don't learn or decide that you want to, you enjoy singing, and you decide to learn how to sing or to sing. You don't do it saying that I'm going to sing like Neil Diamond or Johnny Cash or Leonard Cohen or Lata Mangeshkar. You sing because you like to sing and you follow that passion. So passion and dispassion are closely related. But there's a third element to this, and that's called compassion. Because at the heart of what you do, there must be the other person. Because if we are a community, if we are a community, then it is critically important that we think not just as a me society, but as a we society. That we recognize and ask ourselves, what is the impact of my action? Is this the right thing to do? And, and therefore departing from Elon Musk, let me give you an example from someone in India. And I talk about Ratan Tata. And why I think he combines passion, dispassion, and compassion. You know, we had, a, we had a terrible incident, a terrorist attack in Mumbai, and uh, came to be known as 2611 only because, you know, similarities with 9-11. But one of the great iconic structures of India, the Taj Gateway, was burnt. And uh, the iconic images of the burning hotel which has a great history. It's just on the, just adjacent to the gateway of India in Mumbai. And after it was burnt and many, many people from the Taj Hotel, many of its employees died, including the manager, by the way. Um, Ratan Tata decided that that hotel would be built, rebuilt. And it would be rebuilt because it would be a symbol of the human spirit that the human spirit could not be destroyed by a terrorist attack. And the images of Mr. Tata roaming around 
in the hotel, mingling with each and every one of the employees, the company that was asked to, to rebuild it, the work that he did with the families of all the employees who died. You know, if you go to that hotel today and you go into the lobby, you will find that there is a large area in the lobby, in public space, in public, full public space, where there is a tribute to the people who died. He acknowledged this. And this acknowledgement, unlike another hotel, which also was attacked, where they have a small plaque of one and a half feet by one and a half feet, hidden behind a palm tree in which the names of those who died from the hotel are listed. This was different, what Mr. Tata did. Because, and, and of course, you know, every one of the families uh, who lost uh, someone uh, from the Tatas, uh, all the children are taken care of, the family is taken care of, their full education is, is paid for for life, and they have a job once they graduate. Now, this is the combination of passion, where you believe that it's not just a company, it stands for who you are. It's dispassion, where it's possible that what you try to do might not achieve the end result, but then you will go back to the drawing board and course correct. And there's compassion, because built into all of this are ethics, values, and the other person. It's always the other person. You know, Mahatma Gandhi has a talisman. And uh, a talisman that I keep quoting all the time because, because it moves me when I think of what he said. And he said that if there is something you want to do in life, ask yourself whether your action will improve the conditions of the person who you know or you have seen who's among the weakest, the most marginalized, the most susceptible in society. And if the answer is yes, it will help that person, go ahead and do it. But if the answer is no, it might not, then go back to the drawing board and redo what you're going to do. It's transforming lives that transformative thinking does. And, and that's what Professor Ian Jacobs said, didn't he? when he said that a great university stands on the twin pillars of not just great learning and great research, but it stands on the third pillar where both research and learning transform lives for the better. I think that's transformative thinking. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, so I departed from your question on Elon Musk by, by saying that it's a great thing to go to Mars, but I'm not entirely certain that's part of my or the global community's immediate priority and i think there are many grand challenges that confront the global community today which need to be handled and tackled mars is most certainly not an immediate priority as far as i'm concerned but i do believe he reflects passion which is an extraordinary extraordinary ability that human beings have and all of us have it, all of us have it, you know. Uh, uh, Jean-Paul Sartre, the French existentialist, philosopher once said, hell, hell is other people. Which means if you let your life be dominated by other people's thinking, if they decide who you're going to be, what you're going to do, then hell is other people. We need to ask ourselves, why do we do 
what we do. And we are then on the journey to transform agency. And I hope it made sense. <laughs>